Hey, Jesus Time family, welcome back to Jesus Time, where we get to talk about everything that Jesus tells us and shows us in our times with him. And we're in the middle of a three-part series on trusting God. Last week, we talked about trusting God's ways and how important it is to do so even if and when we don't understand his ways. And um, we ended that time with a story about a friend of mine who had miscarried and uh, who was seeking to know whether this lost soul was a boy or a girl and how my uh, remembrance of the scripture in Leviticus was helpful to her soul. Uh, What I did not complete in explanation was how that story helped me understand and trust God's heart. Because when I read those verses in Leviticus about (laughs) when a woman gives birth to a girl, the time needed for purification is twice as long as if she had given birth to a boy. And how I had felt for years <laughs> that this this was so sexist. And God, how can you how can you do this? This is not your heart for your daughters. I, I'm sure of it. And yet this is what you have laid out in your law. <laughs> and not just in then what this one verse in Leviticus 12, but in several passages in terms of uh what women require versus what men require in terms of being clean or being able to be part of the community. And what this experience with my friend did was it gave me a peek into God's heart. Because where I was looking at these verses in terms of God, is this how you think of women? Is this is this what you're... Mm, heart is towards women. He corrected me by reorienting the way I looked at his commands. And I don't know, (laughs) I don't know the Jewish history and the Hebrew culture. So take this with a grain of salt. I'm just telling you how God changed my heart to trust his heart. What he did in this was say to me very sweetly, sweetheart, (laughs) I'm not being sexist. I am being loving because a woman needs more recovery time when she gives birth to another life giver. There is more energy required in making a girl in the womb because that girl will be a life giver moving forward and immediately I thought oh lord (laughs) wow wow thank you for your heart for your care for your concern for thinking of all the things and allowing us to think ill of you when really your heart was to care for us well. And guys, today we're going to be looking at what it means and how we can trust God's 
hearts. As I've said before, it is easier to obey God than to trust God because trusting requires our hearts. It requires a relationship. And honestly, at the root of any strong relationship, you need trust. You need trust. And you need trust that the heart of the person you are in relationship with is good and genuinely cares about you. That is true for every good relationship, the foremost of which is our relationship with the Lord. Now we know that we can trust his ways because his ways are right. God loves righteousness and God is holy. And we know that his ways are righteous and holy and good. Here is where I think we get stuck when it comes to trusting God's heart. And this is where I was stuck. Can you trust someone with power over you to genuinely care for you? Can you trust someone with power over you to genuinely care for you? In my struggle and growth to trust God's heart, this is where I was stuck because I knew that God was my authority. But my view on authority was so twisted. I used to think that authority was a necessary evil. Like, okay, we have to submit to authority and that kind of sucks. But in order to keep order, we have to have authority. But that is not God's kingdom ways. That is not God's authority. God's authority is good. It is a gift and a guard to us. I have heard that um, strength is for service, not status. And God's authority is to serve us, not because he is subservient to us, but because Christ, who had all authority, came not to be served, but to serve. That's the heart of our God. And that's very hard to to wrap our minds around if we have not experienced that in our lives. And it was hard in my life. (laughs) And I'm, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for my husband because I've seen what a good father he is. And I've seen how because of his authority and love towards our kids, our kids have a really trusting view of authority. Several years ago, our uh, my in-laws, Frank's parents, gave the kids uh, very generous cash gifts for Christmas. And they were in their late teens, and so this was the perfect gift. So what Frank did in order to, to provide a little object lesson and a little bit of fun, was he sat the kids down and he uh, took this cash gift and he separated into four red envelopes. He did not have the same amount in each envelopes. And he told this to the kids and he said, okay guys, you can either choose to separate your grandparents' gifts into four equal ways, or you can trust dad's heart and choose from these four red envelopes where there are not equal amounts of cash. 
And this is really challenging because <laughs> you don't want to be shafted of maybe getting less than what you might have coming to you. <laughs> and two of our kids immediately said, yeah, I'll just do the red envelopes. Another two were a little more thoughtful. And at the very end, <laughs> one kid was left. <laughs> she was really torn. And it was so fun and funny to watch. And we just waited for her to process this. And at the very end of her processing, she said this. She said, oh, you know what, guys? I just, I trust dad's heart. I'll just choose an envelope. And what, what my husband had done is he had included an equal amount of the grandparents' gift in each envelope plus an additional few random dollars in each envelope. <laughs> so he was right. There were not equal amounts of cash in each envelope, but there was more than what they would have gotten if they would have just chosen the initial gift. Guys, isn't that what it's like to trust the heart of our father? My kids had a track record to look back on. And sometimes if we've been following Christ a while, we may have a track record to look back on. But what if you don't? Or what if, what if it's still hard? What do you do? Mm. And I think, I think we need to look to the scriptures like we always do. And I shared in the uh, podcast a couple of weeks ago, this same verse, but it applies. God is our good father and he beats all the good fathers on the planet. Matthew 7 verses 9 through 11 says this, you parents, if your children ask you for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? We can trust the good heart of our heavenly father. We have to be careful not to confuse what God says is good with what we want. That is also hard. That is also hard. But when we trust God's heart, this is an easier battle to fight because we can trust what he says is good is better than what we think is good. And we can trust that his heart is for our good. And finally, if you have nothing else to look back on, <laughs> if you have nothing else to look back on, guys, we can always look to the cross. Not in a way that says, yeah, yeah, I know. But in a way where we really soberly come back to what God did for us. Let's take a look at Romans 8. We're going to look at verses 32 and 33, jump to verse 35, and then finish out with verses 37 and 39. Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? 
Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from the love of God, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Guys, he did not spare his son. Think about this, guys. Who do you love more than yourself? If you're a mom, you already know it's your kids. But if you're not, you know there are people in your life you love more than your own life. Imagine giving them up, giving them up, giving their lives up, choosing to have them tortured, beaten, crucified, and mocked for people who don't even like you. No one would do that, but God loved us so much. He did that. He chose us for his own. God chose us because he loved us. And because he loved us, he gave us right standing with himself. And the next part of this verse, you guys, I used to think about it in a different way. Does it mean God no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity, etc.? I used to think, because I would read it in a different version, that nothing could separate us from God's love in a, in a technical sense, <laughs> right? If we have trouble or calamity, that doesn't mean that we are in sin. It just means it, God still has his love for us because it's in the contract. <laughs> but no, I, I believe that what these verses are revealing is Even when we have trouble or calamity or are hungry or destitute or are in danger, we are not to look at those circumstances and assume that God no longer loves us because God does still love us even in and through those things. And that is something that is so important to remember. We can trust God's heart because God gave us his whole heart on the cross in Jesus Christ. And when an all-powerful, completely holy and righteous God gives his whole heart to a people who mock and beat and scorn him, that is a love and a heart that we can trust. He's already given us everything through his son. And regardless of our circumstances, our shortcomings, even our sin, God still loves us deeply, completely, and eternally. And that love is the love of a father who delights in his children, who wants the best 
for his children, who is better than my husband who gives gifts to his children that are above and beyond what they even expect. Ugh, trusting God's heart that his love for us is the love of an affectionate, tender-hearted father changes everything. Because when we can trust God's heart, our prayers are not transactional. Our prayers are relational. When we trust the heart of our God, we can boldly approach his throne to receive mercy and grace in times of need. When we trust God's heart, we have true peace with God. Guys, I hope that you can really, really trust God's heart as your heavenly father. And if that is still a struggle, that's okay. We're always going to struggle with it. We always will. Look back at your life where God has come through for you, where he has shown you his tender-hearted love. Look back through the scriptures and look at the cross. God's heart is so big and it is so tender and it is for us. You guys, I hope you can trust God's heart this week as well as God God's ways. And next week, we will look at probably the hardest way to trust God's heart, I think, which is trusting God's pace. I love you guys so much. God bless.